Shrumos Perakei, Mishnah Tes 5.9. I'm sorry to say this is the last Mishnah of the Perak. You know I love this Perak here. Everyone's so fascinating, every Mishnah. Here the case is... Let me give you a story. Everyone's dug a hole in the beach and made a sandcastle. If you, t- if you dig a hole in the sand and then you put the sand back in the hole, so does your experience tell you that it does fit in or it doesn't all fit back in? So the answer is, if you ever try it, you'll see it does not fit back in typically. Um, the reason why is because the, somehow the sand seems to have grown when you take it out the hole. Why is that the case? Because um, as you aerate it, so then you know there's little micro spaces between each grain of sand, it's less compacted, and you can't get it back in. Um, however, if you have something which was which was um, not very densely packed, and you ground it up, so then the micro spaces would be reduced, and you could fit a lot more in a small space. Like think about um, grinding coffee beans. You know, you, they look very bulky until you grind them up, and then the, the coffee grounds, of course, are, are much less bulky than the original coffee beans. So, this is the question that our Mishnah is considering. What happens if you had the let's say in the first case, you have the requisite 100 to 1 ratio of Shuma to Chulun, um, but then you grind it up, and after you grind it up, the total volume is less. You have less than 101 afterwards. So do you have to be afraid that maybe you know, what's, what's decreased in volume is the Chulun part, and the Shuma stayed big relative to the Chulun, and now you no longer have 100 times to 1 against. So we're just putting it a different way. Perhaps the Chulun was of lower quality, it was less dense grain, let's say maybe it was buggy, or just hadn't, you know, hadn't, it wasn't as dense, um, relative to the Truman, which was high quality, and therefore was more dense, um, and that being the case, the Mishnah is worried about the, cons- wants to know, should we be worried about the concern that after, that the ratio has been changed, and now the no longer, ha- the requisite 100 to 1 is no longer there, and now the Bittle doesn't um, work anymore. And the mission's answer is no, you don't have to worry about that. It can, you can assume that things stay as they were and we're going after the... We can assume everything um, shrunk and became more ground up and, and more dense in prorated, equal and equal ratios, the, both the truma and the chulin. That's the first clause of the Mishnah. You have one unit of truma that falls into 100 units of chulin. You grind up the 101 units and after you grind it up, you have less than 101 left. So do you have to be afraid that now the ratio has changed, and now maybe it's us after all? Answer is no. Just as the chulin became less bulky, so too you can assume safely that the truma in equal ratio became more dense, and that being the case, the whole mixture remains mutar. What about the other way around? What happens if what happens if you had less than 100 units of chulin and one unit of truma falls in there? So now you have less than 100 to 1. So the mixture is forbidden. But then, then you grind it up and then magically, you come out that now more than 101 comes out of the mixture. So maybe now you could say, look, what expanded was the aerated dense chulin perhaps and now you had talk of 100 against the one, and the mixture should be permissible. The answer is, nope. You assume just as the chulin became more um, voluminous, so too did the truma expand in a prorated way, and therefore the mixture remains asr. However, and this is remarkable, 
Im yadua, if you knew, however, shachitim shalchulin yafos mishal truma, if you knew that the grain that fell in, the wheat that fell in, um, of truma, was lower quality, meaning less dense than the chulin, so when you grind it up, the truma will shrink in volume relative to the chulin, so you will have, in the end, a hundred to one chulin to truma, then mutar, then you can grind it up, and the resulting mixture will be permitted to eat, which is remarkable. Now, you might be scratching your head and saying, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, there's a rule which we know, which is, you can't go and purposefully um, mess with the ratio so that now the mixture becomes permitted, meaning if you have, as the Mishra will say in a minute, the Mishra will say explicitly, um, the next line, that if, for argument's sake, you had, you know, uh, milk full into your chicken soup, and you say, Rabbi is a kosher, the Rabbi says, how much milk, how much chicken soup? You say, you know, 50 times chicken soup to one time milk. The Rabbi says, nope, not kosher, you need to have 60 times. So you say, no problem, and you pour some more, you know, whatever it is, water, broth, or whatever, into the into the soup to bring it past 60. That's not going to work. That's called bimavatal isil l'chachila, that's intentionally annulling isser, and that doesn't work. And the mission actually will say that in the next sentence, um, which I'll say in a moment. But the question then becomes, so how come you're allowed to grind up this mixture of truma and chulin, knowing full well that since the chulin is more dense than truma, after you grind it up, you'll be able to get to a ratio of 100 to 1, and actually therefore render the mixture permissible. How could you do that? So um, there are a couple answers. One answer is that this is going according to the shita that you actually may be mavatal isla chachila, and that's Rabiosi shita, and that would be easy enough. Um, Rabiosi allows you to intentionally um, meddle with the mixture, provided that he doesn't allow you to, to add extra chulin. Um, but if you're if you're doing, let's say, removing iser, or in this case, you're just grinding it up, you're not adding anything. Um, if the resulting ratio changes, that's okay. Says Rabiosi. Another possibility, which would make it lahalacha, because it's not just Rabiosi, but everybody, is that here you're not doing anything. Um, I don't know, malicious or tricky or anything like that. Here's here's the deal. What's going to happen? Let's say that you you knew full well that I'll, I'll talk about it. Like in volume, before you ground it up, there wasn't a hundred times. But let's say in weight, meaning the proxy for you know after grinding it up, you did have a hundred times against. So what would you do anyways? Right now the mixture is usser. So what do you have to do with it? You give it to a kohen. What's a kohen going to do with the grain? He's going to grind it up. So let's say you give it to the kohen. He grinds it up, and he, that's not being tricky. He's going to have to grind it because that's what you do to grain, you grind it to make wheat. So when he um, grinds the grain, it, now the ratio will change and it will become permissible and he'll, he'll, he could give it right back to you, so to speak. So the point is that there's no need to give it to a Kohen. You can grind it yourself because that's not tricky. That's the kind of thing that would be happening anyways. I mean, grinding is a natural destiny of this grain, and therefore you're not doing nothing special out of the ordinary by making the isser disappear by grinding it up, and that's why it's permitted to do. Okay? Fine. So that would be halach So Yes, indeed, let's assume you can just grind it up, and that's no problem, assuming again that you know that, let's say, by weight you had 100 times of chulin against truma, it's just a matter of grinding it up to get the ratios of volume um, to be aligned properly. So now the Mishnah continues on. At the end, you have one unit of truma that falls into less than 100 units of chulin, so we know that's forbidden as a meduma mixture, but then after that happens, more 
chulin falls in, tipping the scale to 100 times chulin against one time truma. Is it now permissible? So the Mishra says, im shogeg, if it was an accident, you know, you didn't do it on purpose, but just more fell in, your kid threw it in, who knows what, then mutter. Now the resulting mixture becomes a mutter because you have 100 times of chulin against one time of truma. That's fine. V'imezid, on the other hand, if you purposefully, intentionally added more chulin, attempting to change the ratio to make it edible, no, usur, the mixture remains forbidden. Um, and that, of course, is the halacha, you can't add chulin to make it permissible. That's halacha lamaisa. And it applies to truma mixtures as well as to you know, milk and the chicken soup, etc.